Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Welcome to 2019. We are in the future. The future is now. Um, today's episode is uh, going to be the last of the weird formats. Uh, we're going to get back to regular on the next one. Uh, but this episode is going to be uh, mostly just a recap of Wrestle Kingdom 13 uh, and a little bit of talk about AEW. And uh, maybe a, a little bit of talk about uh, New Year's Dash. Um, so, how you guys been? Huh? You guys made it into the new year okay? I'm assuming. If you're hearing this, you made it alive at least. And if you're not alive and listening to this, that's weird. And don't let me know. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but shout out to you anyway. And, you know, I hope you find peace. Uh, so we're going to jump into it here. Wrestle Kingdom 13, uh, right off top going with, uh, well, you know what? Right before we jump into it, just, it's been a crazy 2019. Uh, AEW is real. All elite wrestling is real. And we're going to have a whole bunch of talk about that later. Uh, but we're going to start off with Wrestle Kingdom 13. Um, so the last appearances by, uh, some of the elite, uh, looks like. Uh, so starts off uh, pre-show match first team out uh, the villain Marty Skrull um, Hangman Adam Page and the Tokyo Pimp Yujiro Takahashi uh, started off against David Finley Jeff Cobb and the legend Blue Justice Yuji Nagata and a number one contenders gauntlet match uh, for a shot at the never open weight six man titles um, at uh new year's dash um so uh for one of the things i had to say about this match first off uh the buckshot lariat and that shooting uh shooting star press shoulder tackle always gonna get a pop from me thank you adam page um jeff cobb was able to show uh some strength uh against the elite trio former bullet club guys um Hangman, uh, Skrull, and Yujiro were all eliminated. Uh, my man Yuji uh, took the pinfall after a miscommunication uh, where Hangman accidentally kicked Jace, uh, Chase Owens, the crown jewel. Um, next out, Hiroki Goto and the best friends, Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T. Um, and Cobb... Uh, Cobb starts off with an uh, insanely impressive near fall on uh, Hiroki Goto, uh, hits with a suplex, and then goes into a standing moonsault, crowd went nuts, um, then they they had another nice uh, powerhouse sequence between the two of those guys, uh, and then Finley, he was the one who got the roll up on Yujiro uh, with, with the distraction, he gets another, uh, he gets another roll up, and... Uh, and gets the pin then Kaze Ninare hits and 
uh, Killer Elite Squad, Lance Archer, and Davey Boy Smith hit the ring with Minoru Suzuki. Uh, so those guys finally get Finley Cobb and they got out of there. Uh, next up is the funky weapon, uh, Taguchi, Togi, Makabe, and uh, Toru Yano. Uh, Yano gets the shock elimination on Davy Boy Smith, uh, and then Suzuki starts fucking people up because that's what he does. Uh, Yano, Makabe, and uh, Taguchi end up winning the whole thing, and they uh, will be facing Bullet Club. OG uh, at New Year's Dash, so that's uh, Bone Soldier and uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. <laughs> um, before the main card kicks off, there's some huge announcements. Uh, the G1 Classic is going to be kicking off in Dallas this year in American Airlines Arena. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, New Japan is continuing their push into um North America and America or the United States specifically um but they it looks like they're going to be doing so without the elite but um there is some AEW news that we're going to get to a little bit later uh that just makes all of this interesting um Next year, or well, this year, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is also going to be going to London. So they're expanding out that way, too. Um, and then next year, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, it's going to be Wrestle Kingdom Weekend, I guess. I don't, I'm a little bit unclear on this because I've seen both. Um, I Initially, I thought the announcement was Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash will both be in the Tokyo Dome next year but i'm also seeing reports that it's going to be two days of wrestle kingdom and the tokyo dome next year so either way crazy um so then we jump into the main card uh first match on the main card uh will osprey is out versus kota ibushi for the never open weight title and this honestly was uh probably my most anticipated match on the show if not one of uh for me personally i love the high flying style and this match has like best match ever uh type of potential for that style um there was a crazy sequence of reversals in the match where that ended with the spanish fly uh very uh very gifable sequence uh another fucking crazy sequence where they're trading st strikes back and forth uh, while Coda is hanging upside down in the tree of woe, um, so like they're they're punching each other back and forth, and then Osprey just starts kicking him in the head. Coda um, hits a crazy double stomp while Osprey is sitting up top. Abushi um, had, it, I guess he hit his chin. They said he hit his chin or his mouth on um, the ring post, so he starts bleeding from the mouth and nose. It looked like uh, just crazy stuff going on. Um, Will Ospreay wins on like this crazy elbow strike. Uh, I've posted it on the Instagram. I'm sure you've seen it uh, by now everywhere. Uh, just a nasty looking elbow strike and then the Stormbreaker. Um, so that's that. Uh, Ibushi to 
All Elite Wrestling, maybe? Hmm? That's, that's like, that's like the number one speculation for everybody when they lose <laughs> on Wrestle Kingdom now. It's like, oh, maybe he's gonna be with All Elite Wrestling. Um, Obushi getting stretched out at the end of the match, like he's knocked out. Um, at the time, I wasn't sure if he was selling or not. Uh, later got confirmation that he did have a concussion, uh, did suffer a concussion in the match. Um, also, it felt like Osprey was leaning heel in the match, and uh, I feel like that might have been confirmed with his uh, Instagram post after the event, uh, where he's talking about hashtag reckless, and he said, you guys, like, this is basically was blaming the fans, like, oh, this is this is your fault, you guys said that I was doing too much and that I was shortening my career, so I am gonna watch out now but now i'm gonna shorten everyone else's career so um i like it i like the gimmick um and now he's a champion on top of that so uh so we'll see where where that goes um i think with the elite leaving um osprey is definitely in line for a push and could have a big 2019 in new japan pro wrestling um a feud with coda could continue or Coda might be moving on uh depending on what Kenny Omega's doing but we'll get to all that later um next up Roppongi 3k versus Shingo Tagagi and Bushi versus El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Titles Yo and Show. Uh, Yo of Roppongi 3K, uh, he skinned the cat on the bottom rope, so that's not something you see every day. And the way he did it was just kind of different. It was it was uh, it was cool. Uh, the end of the match, uh, Bushi and Tagagi pick up the win, and in Kanemaru and Desperado's reign, they had been uh, they were approaching longest reign ever uh, with those titles. So. Um, and see, uh, Taka, uh, Tagagi, I know he debuted just a few months back, uh, in New Japan as the, as the new member of, uh, LIJ, so I'm guessing, um, you know, more of, with them getting the belts here at Wrestle Kingdom, there's gonna be more of a focus and more going on with LIJ, um, let's see here, Tomohiro Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, was the next match. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. able to win a pretty crazy match by uh, wearing Ishii down with uh, a submission and getting them to tap out uh, there in the middle of the ring. Uh, the Young Bucks versus LIJ represented by Evil and Sonata versus the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tongaroa. Uh, for the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles. Also a very crazy match. Uh, LIJ wins after taking out Tama and hitting the magic killer in Moonsault on Matt. Uh, next up on the card was Cody. Just Cody. <laughs> Cody versus Juice Robinson uh, for the IWGP US title. Uh, Brandy got thrown out. Uh, of the match after her bionic shoulder spear spot uh juice hits pulp friction twice to pin cody and win the title and send cody off the aew 
uh, Cody wearing the Jacks, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguar colors as his gear was pretty ill. Um, Don Callis shouts out to Cody hopping on the plane and heading to Jacksonville after this as well. Um, I'm a big Juice Robinson fan. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes from there. Commentary seemed to be stressing him after the match as like a people's champ. Um, so it, it makes me think that he's also in line for a big 2019 there in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and they're trying to kick it off at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, the next match, Bone Soldier, Taji Ishimori versus Kushida for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Um, Kushida, the, his entrance was pretty awesome. Uh, Kushida has Doc Brown, a.k.a. the Funky Weapon, come out. And uh, then there's a child wearing a Kushida mask. Uh, they hit the smoke and he transforms into Kushida. It's just really fun, really awesome. Something you'd never see in WWE. Uh, Ishimori is an incredible athlete. Uh, and Kushida is so crisp in the ring. He works a really exciting style, uh, but it's but he's always able to make it make sense and uh, very technical as well. Uh, also, that sliding uh, that sliding German that Ishimori does always flame. Big fan. Uh, this match does a good job of still fitting the junior heavyweight style that people would expect but also being very different from the Osprey and Ibushi match. Um, the Kushida reversals into submission attempts were uh, submission attempts were really captivating to me. Also how he kept attacking his elbow to weaken him for the hoverboard lock. Really dug that. Um, Ishimori was impressive with how he used his uh, strength to continue to counter um, Kushida's, uh, just Kushida, period. Um, compelling stuff to me. I was really into the match. Um, Kushida hits Back to the Future and goes for another. Uh, Ishimori blocks, uh, hits a knee strike, and then Kushida hits a just a crazy overhand right. Uh, but Ishimori was, um, able to shrug it off, hits a knee strike bloody cross Ishimori wins really good match even though it seemed kind of short uh, maybe even a little bit rushed um, but like maybe they were short on time or they needed to leave or so I don't know uh, but it was a it was a really good match I was kind of surprised uh, that Ishimori won but uh, looks like Ishimori is also in line for a push um, you know I guess they're they're trying to make Bullet Club strong uh, once again with the departure and split from the elite. Um, so get the get the OGs looking strong. Put the belt on Ishimori, and uh, possibly uh, start pushing him as the new ace of the junior weight heavyweight of the junior heavyweight division. Um, kind of getting Kushida out of that spot. <laughs> Um, next up, we got Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada. Uh, Jay White with the all-white gear and the red Switchblade logos, fire. Um, <clears throat> I feel like this match <clears throat> was really his chance to 
to really solidify himself and push the next era of Bullet Club. Uh, just really solidify himself as like, all right, he is that dude. He's the star now. Uh, like when Kenny Omega switched and became the leader and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, Kenny's in the heavyweight division now. Wow, Kenny is a title contender now. Like he went, you know, it, it, was, it was a switch. It was a clear switch that we saw. Um, even though Kenny had already been killing it, it was like, boom, he leveled up. Uh, so I feel like this, <clears throat> or I felt, excuse me, I felt like coming into this match, uh, that's, that's what, uh, Jay White had the opportunity to do. Um, fans went nuts, uh, and you can check Bad Luck Fale's, uh, and, uh, social media, uh, and see proof, but fans went nuts, uh, because Okada goes back to the Rainmaker entrance and the attire, got rid of the pants, went back to the old Rainmaker attire, uh, the trunks, uh, entertaining match to me, uh, but somehow it didn't feel like the epic match that I was expecting it to be and that it was supposed to be, um, Jay White wins when he blocks the Rainmaker and hits the Blade Runner. Uh, I was really drawn in by the story, though, because, uh, you know, Jay White had previously been in Chaos, uh, which was led by Okada uh, after Nakamura had left and and made Okada the leader. So there's, there's that, and then Gato turning on uh, Okada. So all the storyline elements were there, it was it was really good. Um, all of that made sense. It was compelling. I was with it, but uh, I don't know. For some reason, just the the match itself uh, wasn't quite. Uh, for some reason, the match itself wasn't quite hitting for me. But uh, let my dog back in. That's what's going on. We're live, people. Well, I'm live. You guys are li- whatever. Uh, anyway, um, it was, I don't know, it was just something, at least to me, but maybe maybe if I go back and watch it the second time, it'll, because that's, that's happened to me before, too. Um, like, I remember initially the, uh, what, Matt, uh, what pay-per-view was it? I want to say Vengeance. Uh, Edge versus Randy Orton for the Intercontinental title. Um, and it was like in the early, mid-2000s, like when they first were doing the brand split and they were both on Raw. Uh, I remember watching that match live and I was like, man, this sucked. And then I watched it again on a DVD and now it's like one of my favorite matches from that time period. Um, so maybe, maybe that's what this is because I was real I was still really entertained by the match and all the storyline everything else was great I feel like this could be a match where we look back after uh because it's clear that they're setting up Jay White for a big 2019 um I feel like this could be a match that we look back on after other things happen with him in 2019 and be like yo that was the match, like, you know what I mean, or, like, later on in his career, in his anthology, people will be like, yo, so Wrestle Kingdom 13, you know, and even though it may not have felt like that to me while I was watching it live, um, but, uh, 
it I mean there was just a lot to it. Uh Okada going back to the Rainmaker persona, going back to what the fans love him for and it's still not being enough to overcome the new Jay White and your old mentor, like and this is a few that they could go back to, uh, because you know, jumping ahead, New Year's Dash. Um jumping ahead to New Year's Dash, uh they you saw that Jay White came out and took out the guy who won the main event of Wrestle Kingdom thirteen that we haven't gotten to yet. But uh, he takes out the he takes out the champion, so he's making it clear that uh, he's he's making it clear that he's going after the uh, that he's going after the title. So there's that, and now my my cat bear is is coming to get in my face and get a little TLC while I'm recording. Um, and we're not talking about tables, ladders, or chairs. Um, oh, okay. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, bud. All right. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so it looks like Jay White, Bullet Club, uh, just up for a big 2019. And uh, up for a big 2019. And... Uh, in New Japan, so we're gonna see how this we're gonna see how this works. Uh, we're gonna see what happens, uh, but it's clear that they're definitely setting them up for the for the push. Uh, next up is Chris Jericho versus Tetsuya Naito uh, for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship uh, or the title. I think they call them championships there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> And it's a no DQ street fight. Uh, so Chris Jericho um, is uh, his whole look coming out for this match was epic. Uh, Jericho is definitely putting himself. Um, <clears throat> Jericho's definitely putting himself in into the position where he's uh Jericho's definitely putting himself into the position where he's um able to to be looked at as the greatest of all time uh no doubt in my mind that Jericho is definitely uh with this last run uh his ability to stay relevant uh his ability to just uh find find new ways to get over with the fans with the way that things have changed uh and not to be looked at as like some old guy get him out of here but every time he comes around he's able to be right there in the mix and just jump in and do it full time um you gotta start talking about jericho as a as a as a goat that's that's where we're at in 2019 Jericho might be one of the greatest of all time. Start mentioning him. Start mentioning him with Flair. I said it. Start mentioning him. Uh, start mentioning him with Hogan. Whoever else you want to throw out there. 
So, uh, the energy around this match, once this one starts, is just different. Uh, you can tell, even like, Jericho, major star. Naito, the fans were majorly behind him. Um, even the Okada match uh, before, like, this, uh, this, this match was... Uh, just a whole different level from the audience. Uh, <clears throat> it, and then it kicks up even another notch once uh, Jericho introduces the kendo stick. Uh, Jericho and Naito have like a sick spot where uh, he hits a DDT on the Japanese table. Um, Jericho's ability to get the crowd riled up to get heat, amazing. Um, he had Naito in the walls and the crowd was going nuts. Uh, and they got so hyped when uh, when Naito uh, he's 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 in the uh, he's in the submission, and then he grabs uh, he's able to feel around and find the kendo stick, grabs it, uh, and and hits Jericho. Um, so then uh, that's you know um, he hits Jericho with it and the crowd goes nuts. Uh, then. Uh, Another great near fall uh, came when Naito is going to hit him with the kendo stick and Jericho ends up turning it into the code breaker. Uh, Jericho then brings like eight chairs in the ring, stacks them up, uh, and Naito reverses a powerbomb into a DDT into the stack of chairs. Uh, Naito goes up top. Jericho throws a chair like in Naito's face, basically. Uh, Naito goes for Destino, uh, Jericho counters, then pushes Red Shoes, uh, low blow, code breaker, um, and Naito kicks out. Crazy, the crowd's going nuts. Um, Naito hits Destino and Jericho kicks out, crowd's going even more mental, uh, match is amazing, Naito with a belt shot tosses the belt does the belt toss let's go it was super lit uh destino naito's the new champ um all the matches have been great thus far but this was by far the most enjoyable uh to me up to this point uh i can't believe jericho's still putting in work like this uh this was just like a chaotic brawl uh, but it never really felt sloppy to me or anything. Everything was just, it was just fun. It was just, it was great. And the crowd was super hot, uh, for this match. Um, it was just incredible. Uh, Naito's the new champ. Um, is Jericho headed to All Elite Wrestling for his next chapter? Um, if... AEW gets him, he'll be huge for them as far as like a major star and also an attraction who's already established. Um, that could be really big for for them. Uh, next up, Kenny Omega versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP heavyweight title. Uh, Kenny's gear for his entrance was awesome. Uh, the whole one win angel thing and the with the sword and all that was just super dope uh kenny is really hard to touch right now as far as showmanship goes uh also the bucks being in this corner uh made me feel kind of sad knowing that they're leaving japan um if kenny stays behind this is the last time we're seeing that for at least a while 
but then we also know that Kenny, of course, has the uh, offer on the table from All Elite Wrestling. He has uh, offers from New Japan and Ring of Honor and anybody else that he wants him from. And apparently uh, WWE has just gave him a really fantastic offer, breaking the bank for him. Uh, I'm assuming that they're giving him some modicum of creative control uh, or, you know, some kind of control over his character and how he's presented. Um, So uh, Kenny, Kenny's got the. Uh, the world at his feet right now and all he's got to do is choose so we'll see what's going on and who knows maybe by the time that you hear this he will have already chosen um the match starts uh really intense but you can tell it won't be uh just a quick contest and neither guy is trying to get the win early or even trying for it yet um also the commentary just i want to point this out commentary is so much better in uh, new japan pro wrestling uh, they really added context to this match with Don Callis, who I shout out to Don Callis. He also does a great job in Impact. Um, <clears throat> he's uh, comparing this to the Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart feud. Uh, so I don't follow. Currently, I'm not following New Japan Pro Wrestling as closely as I follow other promotions. I more so follow the wrestlers I like and. Uh, just watch the matches, and I don't necessarily keep up to date with, like, the full detail. Like, I'll know the gist of what's going on and why guys are fighting, but I may not know, like, all the nuances and and everything that's going on in the full storylines of New Japan. Uh, I am looking to uh, get some merch going and stuff, and hopefully you guys can cop and then pay for my New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling uh, streaming subscription so I can always be caught up, right? Right? That's great, right? And then that's more content for you guys. So let me get this merch together. Follow me at Champ Podcast on Instagram and also on Twitter. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, but but back to the commentary. They 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 really bridge any gaps and they make it easy to understand out of the outside of the context of, context of it just being you know the biggest show of the year and, you know, close of the year, start of the new year, uh, that type stuff. They, they let you know, like the, the juicy parts of the storyline as well. Um, Kenny takes a crazy bump, uh, when Tanahashi doesn't quite catch him on a flip dive to the outside, uh, crowd goes nuts when Tanahashi hits a, uh, styles clash um, which Callis uh, and those guys kind of explain the significance of uh, of Tanahashi doing uh, of Tanahashi doing that. Um, <clears throat> crowd goes nuts when Tanahashi hits. Uh, he goes for the high fly flow, but uh, Omega gets the knees up. Uh, Tanahashi ends up slamming Kenny on the apron. Um, and ends up going for another high fly flow. That say that five times fast. Uh, but Omega moves, and uh, Tana goes crashing through the table on the outside. Just crazy, crazy sequence 
there. Another crazy sequence. Sequence. Wow, why can't I talk? <laughs> Another crazy sequence where uh, Kenny is just repeatedly power bombing Tanahashi. It's nuts. Uh, his strength is pretty amazing. Uh, Kenny kicks out at one after another high fly flow. Absurd. Uh, Tanahashi hits a reverse Rana to counter the one wing angel. Also crazy. Uh, then Tanahashi eventually hits another final high fly flow and wins the title. Uh, for, becomes the first to successfully successfully cash in the briefcase for the title. Hits the air guitar solo. Uh, gives a go home promo for the show, and uh, and that's how we end Wrestle Kingdom 13. Tanahashi has climbed the mountain once again. Uh, the ace is once again the ace. Um, really good show. Um, in ring, it's gonna be hard for anything to top that this year. I feel like um, just really good stuff. Um, I wish I was a little bit more invested in all the storylines then I feel like I could grade it properly but even without being invested just a really enjoyable show uh every match top to bottom I feel like it's going to be hard to top that um just good stuff and it's what we expected we expected them to come knock it out of the park they did so uh next up we'll see what WWE can or we'll see what uh impact can do at homecoming um also interesting is looking at uh what happened at wrestle kingdom and and thinking how it's setting things up for the new year uh the pre-show uh hangman page and those guys were eliminated rather quickly um and kind of easily so you could see that you know they're on their way out and uh, you know, Chase Owens kind of left and walked away from them at the end. Uh, so it's uh, but we saw a New Year's uh, New Year's Dash um, that Yujiro and Chase Owens are back with the OGs. So uh, you know that that kind of ties up that loose end now that the elite are gone they're like all right well we don't have to hang out with those guys anymore so we're bullet club so uh so it's so you can also tell that they are definitely trying to set up bullet club for a big uh a big 2019 you hear that dog going crazy that's not even my dog um but uh you can see that they're setting bullet bullet club up for a big 2019 uh setting up jay white uh, for, for big, a big year as the leader and eventual, um, title contender. Uh, I'm expecting him to have an impressive G1 and just an impressive year period. Uh, they already gave him a big year last year and I feel like, uh, the, they're going to push him even stronger, uh, this year and, and bullet club in general. Uh, so so it's it's uh it's it's gonna be exciting um naito is is looking like a baby face like a full-on baby face uh so we'll see what what's going on with that with lij um and just a lot to look forward to um and watching wrestle kingdom makes me want to 
uh, invest in this year because it's going to be 2019 is going to be there's a lot of big shows coming up for New Japan. And um, if the elite aren't going to be around, uh, New Japan is going to have to make uh, some more new stars uh, some and some stars that are going to have to translate over here to the Western markets. Uh, so it's 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 going to be a, 2019 is just going to be a really interesting year in wrestling. I've been saying uh, I have been saying it since like 2010, like, oh, this year could be another boom period or this year could be this. Or, this year could be that. But uh, with the addition of all the wrestling coming up with AEW and the money, the bag that they got behind them um, is it, wrestling is going to be fun as shit. So uh that's that's basically our talk about Wrestle Kingdom. Uh so now we're going to jump into the big news uh to start off the new year. All Elite Wrestling is real. Uh so yeah, we're about to jump into that. All right, so jumping into All Elite Wrestling news. Um uh, we're just going to go ahead and start off with basically uh an overview of what's going on so uh if you saw the BTE episode being the elite on new year's eve slash day um they uh basically announced that all elite, all elite wrestling was a thing um all in two double or nothing is going to be happening um So, AEW is going to be based out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, The Khan family, the owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars, are going to be the financial backer of AEW. Uh, Looks like AEW is uh, starting off with $100 million. So, Tony Khan, Khan, uh, co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, is putting up 100 M's for AEW uh, already on signed on uh, Cody Rhodes of course and the Young Bucks are signed on as talent and uh, I think they're also going to be the vice presidents of the company Um, so uh, they were uh, of course they were the guys who we're the driving force behind All In, so uh, it's going to be really interesting seeing them lead a company. Uh, really excited about it, uh, something I really want to see. January 8th, uh, we're supposed to get a little bit more uh, information, uh, so there's going to be a, a rally in Jacksonville for uh, Double or Nothing and AEW, so they're going to gonna show us a little bit more about what's going on. Uh, we're not entirely sure when the first event is going to be yet, but it's rumored to be in the springtime. Um, let's see here. Uh, so, so far, uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are signed on. Brandy Rhodes is, of course, signed on with Cody. Uh, BJ Whitmer, uh, formerly of the Decade, um, with Ring of Honor, uh, and has history with Adam Page as well, um, 
BJ Whitmer is uh, signed on and looks like he's going to be working backstage uh, for AEW as uh, some backstage talent, like an agent type uh, type deal. Um, the mayor of Britsburg, Britt Baker, is signing with AEW, so uh, looks like WWE might have waited a little bit too long to give her an offer. Uh, and honestly, I think she was, uh, this, that's a get for AEW because, uh, she probably was, uh, next on the, next on the list for WWE and, and, you know, her boyfriend's already there. So who knows, maybe after his contract, he might pop up in AEW. You never know. Um, let's see here. Uh, we don't. We know that Khan is putting up a hundred million of his money. We don't know uh, who else is putting in money quite yet, or at least I don't. I'm not sure, uh, but we'll see. Um, there are some rumored names. Chris Jericho is heavily rumored uh, to be part of AEW, um, but we haven't had confirmation yet. I'm expecting some sort of confirmation at this rally uh, regarding Chris Jericho, but that's just me spitballing. Um, let's see, what else do we got? We got, uh, they are also talking about Goldberg. Uh, so where Goldberg may uh, fall in, uh, I believe his agent is Barry Bloom. Uh, Barry Bloom is going to be uh, involved in AEW uh, behind the scenes, so that's the Goldberg connection there. Um, and, you know, all the super sleuths on Twitter, they have uh, uncovered that recently Goldberg did follow AEW and the all-in to uh, Twitter for double or nothing, so um, we'll see. Um, there's also rumors that good old JR, Jim Ross, is also involved, uh, set to be involved with All Elite Wrestling. Uh, I believe that currently he still has some time left on his WWE contract, so he won't be, uh, he won't be talking about this publicly, uh, until that contract is up. Um, the... All Elite Wrestling is rumored to be looking, uh, they have trademarked uh, the, fray, uh, the the name Tuesday Night Dynamite, so it looks like with SmackDown moving uh, from Tuesday nights to Friday nights, is it Friday nights, Thursday nights, uh, they're moving off of Tuesday nights. Um, with them moving off of Tuesday nights, it looks like All Elite Wrestling is going to try to take that open night and that's where they're going to put their show. Uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite is what they have trademarked. Um, the rumor is that they're looking uh, they're looking for TNT TBS. That would be awesome, and that would be really cool, um, you know, with the history with Cody Rhodes and all that. I think that would be that would be super dope. Um if they were able to get on the superstation, um, let's see here, and then, uh, also, if they're able to get TV with that hundred million dollars, like, now, all of a sudden, we're looking at, and on, like, a network like TBS, now, all of a sudden, we're looking at something that 
uh, maybe not off right off the bat, but now we're looking at something that WWE has to take seriously. Even now, I feel like they have to take it seriously, uh, because potentially, uh, there's a lot that could happen. Uh, also beyond Chris Jericho and Goldberg, uh, rumors of Kenny Omega. So there's a huge bidding war going on for Kenny Omega. WWE has also thrown their hat into the ring, uh, offering what has been, uh, said to be a fantastic offer. So I'm assuming that it's, uh, probably bigger than what they gave AJ, Nakamura, every, any, anybody you can think of. Uh, I'm guessing that, uh, they're, that this Kenny deal is a whole lot better. I would not be surprised if it is the best free agent deal that's ever been offered to uh, somebody. Because I feel Kenny Omega right now is the most important free agent in wrestling. Anything that he does right now is going to be huge and at a pivotal point. If AEW, with because with the money it has behind it, uh, with the bag they have behind them, AEW could possibly be a game changer. It's way too early in the game to say yes or no. You know what I'm saying? So potentially, AEW could definitely be a game changer. Uh, and I think getting Kenny Omega in AEW is uh, would be one of the big things for them, uh, to be a game changer. So, uh, and then the same thing too, like if Ring of Honor were to sign him or Impact or, you know, if he were to stay in Japan, he would be key to, uh, New Japan's expansion out here in the West, uh, with the, with the Dallas shows and the, uh, the shows that they have coming up in the States. Um, let's see here. Also, uh, there's a rumor going around that it's on the table that there would be some sort of talent sharing, uh, between AEW, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, I think that would be ideal, and that would be the best case scenario for all of those promotions involved. Um, let's say AEW does take off, and they have that hundred thousand, a hundred million dollar bag behind them, and now you you might, and they're you know they're popping, and now you're ending up with guys in New Japan where their contracts are ended, and all these guys are trying to uh, defect to AEW because they know the Bucks, they know Cody, they know these guys, they've worked these guys already, especially guys who've worked against uh, the Bucks, you know, we've worked against these guys for years, we know what they're about, we understand, so let's go get this money over here in AEW, you guys got Mr. Moneybags uh, funding the the operation, you know, so uh, I feel like this is a really uh, pivotal time, and these smaller promotions uh, have a lot to think about, and the, uh, there is supposed to be, uh, there is rumored to, there's supposed to be a meeting going down, uh, between AEW, 
uh, officials, New Japan officials, and Ring of Honor officials to talk about some kind of partnership between the three of them, which, uh, if that comes to fruition, now I think WWE has to really get, even though they've already been aggressive with signing free agents, they have to get more aggressive uh, to kind of try to limit the talent pool if if all those guys are going to team up together because they already have a pretty extensive talent pool that way if they all team together, you know? Um, let's see. Uh, just, I think, what would be really interesting going on TV uh, if there were... All Elite Wrestling makes it to television, and those all these companies are uh, they do agree to share talent. I think now you can have a really compelling storyline on television where we run uh, and a real invasion angle. So AEW is starting up, and then all of a sudden, what that what's he doing here? That's you know Scorpio Sky from ring of honor you know and the thing about this uh invasion angle is there's already roh television aew can pop up there uh these guys pop up on aew television uh guys from new japan you know and i think it could like uh, it could be a really uh interesting um storyline something that could be a lot of fun popping up on TV and then give an excuse for crazy debuts and and all that stuff uh just just a lot of fun and something different from what's going on currently um so like like the young bucks said like young bucks and Cody said uh they're here to change the world Kenny Omega they're here to change the world so um, I'm glad that they're they're here doing it, and we're gonna see what happens in 2019 with All Elite Wrestling. Uh, so that's it. That's all we got for today's episode, guys. Um, follow me at Champ Podcast on Twitter, at Champ Podcast on Instagram. Um, 2019, a lot of good things coming for uh for the show. Uh, we got the the YouTube stuff launching soon. Um, and I am adding. I am going to be adding co-hosts, special correspondents for pay-per-view episodes, such as tonight's or today's episode. Um, But yeah, that's all I got, guys. Uh, Tune in next week. Thanks. Peace.